Bill Michaels Show, and we are glad you are here. I'm Bill Michaels, Ben Kenny, producing the program. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670 today. Beautiful Monday. Waiting for a little weather to roll through, and then uh, hot, hot after that. Are you a hot guy, Ben, uh, when it comes to a heat in the summertime, or do you not like Because there's a lot of people here that I know that hate anything over 80, 85. I can't say I hate it, given what we deal with in the winter, but it's not I my know. favorite. I'm, I'm mid-70s love- and windy. That's my oh, weather. I, 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 I love the heat. Bring on the heat. We're going to get a big dose of it starting tomorrow. I guess we're going to be in the mid-90s tomorrow. Well, now that I'm in a new apartment, I do have air conditioning. I was going to say, now you're all set. Now you're all set to go. Yeah, I guess record hot streak. uh, They were talking about the heat, and they showed, and this is just weird. I don't know who would do this, but they showed a video of a hamburger grilling on the dashboard of a car. Did you see that? No. It was on USA, or not USA Today, uh, Good Morning America. They showed uh, a hamburger grilling on the dashboard of a car. That's how hot it's uh, been in the South. And we're about to get uh, a big dose of that. Summer's here. Today's it. Uh, you get to the mid-70s, uh, lower 80s today. And then after that, welcome to summer. I started looking through the uh, forecast for the next week to 10 days. 80s, 90s, upper 70s. So... Summer's here. Welcome. It came. It, it slowly got here, and then all of a sudden, bam, it's in your face. So I'm all for it. I, I love hot weather. Love it. I grew up in, you know, consistent mid-80s, humid, you know, in the summertime. Wintertime kind of sucked, but, you know, in Ohio you get, uh, especially in that uh, river valley, you get about a month and a half to two months more of spring and, and fall. So you get more usable outdoor time, so to speak. But you also get a lot of the humidity with uh, thunderstorms and stuff in the afternoon. But the heat is coming. Speaking of the heat, Brewers finally back at it. Yesterday they get the win. Uh, but they are the largest deficit team when it comes to falling in the power rankings. They went from 6th, not that it means a whole lot, 6th to 12th in the USA Today MLB power rankings, losing 10 of 11 games to start June and 7 in a row before they beat the Nationals on Sunday. Your Phillies, though, firing a Joe Girardi seems to be uh, the fountain of youth for your Phillies, man. You've been following them? Oh, absolutely. They won yeah. eight straight after that, I believe, yep. or nine. Won their first eight games under the interim manager, Rob Thompson. How about that? Phillies have got a shot in the arm. Maybe it was just getting Joe Girardi out of the clubhouse. That big, giant cloud of doom. Get rid of that guy. So they uh, they take a big junk. The the other team that's in that division, though, uh, the Braves, they got an 11-game win streak. Gets the Braves right back into the NL East race. They've had it going on. The uh, the Yankees, obviously, Matt Carpenter's first 10 games with the Yankees, six home runs, 13 ribbies. A one, was it, what did I read? A one, it's like a one, it's almost like a 1-6 OPS, like ridiculous OPS. Uh, the Mets, uh, they got the four-game set against the Marlins. Going to be their first, uh, those two teams meeting for the first time since 2022, of 2022. And then the Dodgers, Walker Bueller, shut down for six to eight weeks. He's got an elbow injury. Meanwhile, elsewhere, the Cardinals, Tommy Edmonds, 3.6 war, the best of any position player in baseball through Saturday. So he's had it going on. 
I'd mention the Brewers. Uh, elsewhere in the division, if you will. Uh, not much to speak of. Pirates, an all-star last year, uh, Brian Reynolds coming around with an 866 OPS in his last 25 games. Pittsburgh getting recognition. Then the Cubs, they went 0 for 18 with runners in scoring position in a 13-inning loss to the Yankees on Friday, and then got shelled like 42-1. to And then after that, the Reds, Joey Votto coming on strong with 19 RBIs and a 1.051 OPS in his last 22 games. He uh, should probably be on the trade market. Maybe going back to Toronto, we'll wait and see. But uh, Cincinnati, a terrible baseball team. Terrible. Did you see what old Tony La Russa did out there in Chicago? Uh, I did not. I know what I heard was the chance of fire La Russa. It was fire Tony uh, down in Chicago. And they were talking about it this morning when I was out running a couple of errands. I kind of caught a little bit of, of it out of one of the Chicago radio stations. I didn't see it, though. It was one of the more galaxy brain manager moments I've ever witnessed. It was on Friday. Dodgers are up seven to five in the top of the six in Chicago against the White Sox. Man on second, two outs. Trey Turner, I believe, is at the plate. There's a one and two count. The pitcher is one strike away from getting out of it. Tony Larusa intentionally walks the batter, brings up Max Muncie to go lefty on lefty. Muncie gets a three run homer. Dodgers win oh ten to five. God. Uh, the headline today in USA Today in the power rankings was simply, how much longer does Tony La Russa have in Chicago? Now, he is a big-time friend of Reinsdorf. So I don't know if they're going to be quick to let him go. But you, you talk about he, he is exactly what he was billed as. He is Tony La Russa, obstinate, arrogant. I was listening to some of his post-game press conference from yesterday and some of the questions being fired, or uh, yeah, the, the post-game or uh, pre-game press conference from yesterday and some of the questions being fired at him. He's just, he's just an arrogant SOB. He just doesn't care. He just thinks he's smarter than everybody else. There is no accountability. I am Tony. How dare you question me in the grand scheme that is baseball. I am so much smarter than you. You shouldn't even be breathing my air. And and I just smile. They are since last year midway, uh, when they got knocked out by I think it was Houston. They are seventy eight and seventy eight. There's been a lot of hype about the talent on this team, about where they should be, about what they should be doing, and it, they are just not a good baseball team. They're an average baseball team, and many people there believe that they're only average because of him, because of him. Not because he's you know risen them up to be a, a 500 baseball team, but because he's squandered the talent that they have. Now, I got to think at some point they're going to can him, and then we'll see. But uh, same thing with David Ross. David Ross has not proven to be a great manager for the Chicago Cubs. I mean, don't get me wrong, the firing of Joe Madden for the Angels, I get it. it, it the, the whole Zen you know, philosophy and paintings and Mona Lisa's. And it, it, after a while, if you're, especially if you're not winning, it kind of wears on you. It's not that Joe Madden is a bad manager or a stupid man. It's just that's got, you got to have the right fit for that, for that to work. And it just clearly wasn't. And uh, then they canned him out there, but David Ross, they thought David Ross is kind of this folk hero because of what he did to help the Cubs win the world series. So for the most part, he's kind of untouchable, but David Ross, not a good manager either. Uh, then again, he, he hasn't necessarily had the best of talent to work for. 
1670. If you want to give us a, a shout, uh, by all means, go ahead and do so. So I got a question here. It says, what is OPS? Can you give us an easy breakdown? Um, the best way I can explain it when it comes to OPS in baseball, it's it's the new analytic, okay? It, 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 it puts together a much more accurate picture of rather than just batting average, okay? So it adds up on-base percentage and slugging percentage to get one number that kind of unites them, so to speak. Uh, it, it, it's it's it combines how how many times and how well say a hitter becomes a base runner can get to base, how well that they they can hit for average for power. Uh, it can be used in evaluating pitchers as well when used in uh, that same context. It's referred to as the OPS against, so to speak, but it's basically your on base plus slugging is is what it is. OPS on base plus sluggage sl- plus slugging. And they combine it. It just gives you a better overall picture. It gives you on base percentage. It gives you average. It gives you power. And it puts all of that together. That's kind of what it is, for lack of a better term. It just gives you a a a, a little more in-depth, reliable number. I don't, I don't know how else to put it. I don't know how else to put it. 877-867-60. Is that a good way to, if, if you're going to explain it, Ben, is, is that a good understanding of it or am I doing it wrong? Yeah, definitely. It's just, uh, it's it, instead of just looking at how many times someone actually gets a hit, it's how many times are they on base? What can they do right. for power? So there guys could have an 800 OPS and be completely different players. One's on mm-hmm. base is crazy high, one's slugging, but it comes close to comparing them and to what they could bring right. to the field. Yeah. So if, say, a guy has a lot of either fielder's choices, sacrifice flies, or, say, has not a great batting average, but his on-base percentage is high because he takes a lot of walks, uh, there, there's, there's differences there. So you want to give them credit for some maybe just having a better eye than some hitters, even though they're not getting a bunch of base knocks or a bunch of runs batted in or what have you, but they're still getting on base and they're still producing. So that's, that's kind of what the OPS tries to kind of figure out. Um, this one is from, uh, from Jason who says, and this is what I wanted to talk about. Uh, the weekend gave us a lot of shots at the LIV golf tournament. Did you guys watch it at all? Uh, I did not, I did not, (laughs) but, but, uh, Rory McIlroy, I mean, like right away comes out and just takes the jab at, at Norman. And I, I mean, just because uh, uh, Rory McIlroy wins the Canadian, the Royal Canadian Open, and a back-to-back winner, they finally had it since COVID, uh, back-to-back winner, and he he was very quick to point out right afterwards. I've got one more win than Greg Norman, one more win than that guy, and then he goes on to talk about you know the players that have kind of defected, so to speak, and gone over to the uh, the LIV tour. So Ben, did you did you catch all of that? And especially with Jay Monahan defending the punishment. Uh, for what he gave the players, uh, you know, Dustin Johnson, Phil Mickelson, Sergio Garcia, Lee Westwood, Oosthuizen, Kevin Na, uh, all those guys basically saying, you guys are done. Talk to you later. And then he goes on. I thought he was as stern as stern could get and basically saying, you went to a lesser tournament to just, you, you sold us out for the money. You're not welcome back. I thought it was great. 
so I missed the Monaghan interview because I was out on the course, but I did see the end of the RBC Canadian Open, and I saw Rory's comments, and I kept up with the live and all the headlines throughout the week. Crazy part is, by the way, Phil Mickelson and Dustin Johnson are among the first two to play practice rounds at the U.S. Right. Open, which it is yeah, now. Yeah, they Open showed week. up today, yeah. But yeah, I, I saw all of it. From what I've heard, the Monaghan thing was whatever. He isn't the best politician, I guess is the mm-hmm. best way to put it. He doesn't paint the best picture. Uh, but, I mean, the tour could not have asked for anything better than during the week where there's a pro-am or a member guest happening in England, they get like their stars, their needle movers at the top of the right. leaderboard winning. So, yep. Yeah, he, uh, you're right. He's not uh, a great politician, but, uh, but the fact, I, you know, he defended the punishment. He sat down with CBS during the final round of the RBC Canadian Open. Uh, he said it's been an unfortunate week that was created by some unfortunate decisions, those decisions being players choosing to violate our tournament regulations. It is my job to protect, defend, and celebrate our loyal PGA Tour members, our partners, and our fans, and that's exactly what I intend to do. And I don't think it was a surprise to anybody, given how clear I had been about how we were going to handle this situation. And then Rory McIlroy jumped in right away, uh, his uh, 21st uh, PGA Tour victory. And then he right away, the first, the very first comment he said was, and it's one more than Norman, meaning Greg Norman, who is the commissioner of the LIV tournament. Uh, he said, I think going up against the best and beating the best always makes it extra special. And then I look, uh, I alluded to it. I had extra motivation of what's going on across the pond. The guys that are spearheading that tour have 20 wins on the PGA Tour, and I was tied with him, and I wanted to get one ahead of him, and I did. So that was really cool for me, just a little sense of pride on that one, meaning the guy that's spearheading that tour is Greg Norman, who's got 20 wins. Now you've got Rory McIlroy with 21. And he was emphatic about saying, basically, here's my middle finger. Sit on it, dude. So I just I thought it was great. I thought it was great. I think it's still going to add uh, additional changes, maybe for the better for the players uh, on the PGA Tour. But I thought it was fantastic. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. They are the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. And uh, coming up this weekend or this week. Uh, when you've got to the Budweiser Pavilion rocking again, Wednesday Night Live is back at the Budweiser Pavilion. And coming up this week, uh, you've got the toys, toys on the 15th, putting it all together on the stage over at the Wisconsin State Fair Park. Gates open up at 6, music starts at 7, 10 bucks for a carload of people, free admission to get in, free for motorcycles as well. Again, Wednesday Night Live, the free summer concert series live at the Wisconsin State Fair Park. And it's all brought to you by our friends. At Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. We'll be back right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Michael's show continuing on 
I had mentioned it earlier uh, that uh, this past weekend, a great weekend yesterday, just kind of an impromptu thing. Just said, hey, uh, you know, if you guys want to come over, just you know, some of friends that were just kind of hanging out with us this weekend just said, hey, not much happening. Beautiful day yesterday. It was supposed to be kind of craptastic, and it turned out to be a picture-perfect day. But went down to Robert Specialty Meats, picked up some steaks, some of the uh, B&Bs where they put uh, the beef and then the bacon, they wrap it all up, put it on a skewer, just grilled all that out yesterday. Oh, it was fantastic. Had a great day, great time. Always quality stuff. And got the loaded baked potato potato salad from Roberts. Oh, my God. That, I didn't even know that was that good. That was a hit. Roberts Specialty Meats, Sunset uh, Drive down there in Waukesha. Go to Roberts Specialty Meats, Waukesha.com. That's Roberts Specialty Meats, Waukesha.com. And tell Paul Roberts hello and tell him, oh, I want some of that loaded baked potato potato salad because that stuff was just flat out fantastic. Good, good stuff. So here's a question for you, Ben. Should the LIV golfers, those who defected, should they be banned? Because that's the question this week. Should they be banned from majors? Should they, in my opinion, absolutely. Do the... Is there power on the PGA Tour's behalf to ban them? No. Uh, all the majors are pretty much separate entities where uh, right. the PGA has the most control over the PGA, obviously. But right. what is the only pretty much the only thing working in the PGA's favor right now is the official world golf rankings are not going to accept the live as, you know, real events for two years. That's usually how long it takes. But by that point, all of the guys, because top 50 in the golf rankings get into every major. But by the mm-hmm. time the golf ranking accepts the live, all the guys are right. going to be way out of the top 50. They're never going to play majors again. So that's the one big thing. This week, obviously, it, it hasn't been enough time between the move right. for these guys to fall. So I, I guess for golf fans that don't like the live, that's the one thing to root for. The... Um you know, like you said, each major is separate because one's the USGA, the other one's the Masters, the other one's the British, and then there's the PGA, obviously. Um, but, yeah, it, now I know the Live is petitioning and wanting to get their petition heard that they would then be qualifying for the World Golf Rankings. If that happens, then that changes things. That's when the PGA has to go, uh-oh, uh, now what? Because I agree with you, that's where right now they've kind of got them by the by the shorties. But if if indeed in some way, let's say more people decide to defect, if something happens and the live gets the world golf rankings, then that would change things dramatically. I think tour screwed that, if that happens. Yeah, the tour, pretty much. Yeah, then right. I I agree with that. So we'll see what it is. That actually comes of this, but I know there's a petition for that right now. They're asking to be heard again, and they they want to get themselves a, um, for lack of a better term, a, kind of a ruling on this, pardon the pun. And if indeed they find in favor of the live tournament, then or the live live tour, then yeah, then the PGA Tour has to throw their hands in the air and go, what? Wait a minute, you know, because then they become screwed. I agree with you. Uh, 877-867-1670. I just wonder how many guys do you think, if let's just say the Live tor- Tournament or the Live Tour gets the World Golf Rankings, do you see a lot more defections? Yes. Or do you just see defections from um, from the, the lower level element, so to speak? 
I see a lot more. It's It's been slyly reported that there are many waiting on the fence where if the golf ranking stuff works out, they would go. I mean, I to be able to play eight events a year and make 10 times what they would normally be making, you, like it makes sense why a lot of them want to go. But I, I think there will be somewhat of a mass exodus to the live if the golf ranking stuff gets worked out. Do you think it gets the status at once, though? Do you think they actually give it the ability to say, we will qualify your golfers within the world golf rankings? Uh, my optimistic side says no. And I'm going to stick with that until something else happens. Because everything yeah. has worked so like insanely against the tour. And the tour has right. their hands you know, completely tied behind their backs. They're screwed. They're going into a massive war with an army that has you know, a planet's worth of weapons. Meanwhile, they're you right. know, battling with sticks. So it's tough. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Uh, if you want to give us a shout, by all means, uh, feel free. Hit us up. Um, what else do we have here for you today? Uh, apparently, uh, now Rick is is telling me over on um, on on the Bud Light live stream, he said, did we see a Alan Lazard sighting in Green Bay today? Um, I, You know what? That's a great question. Says he, uh, he's at least saying, looks like Alan Lazard's in Green Bay to sign his tender deal. I guess if he doesn't sign it by day's end, uh, then he uh, only gets 930000 rather than the $4 million. So, yeah, you would probably assume that he would be there to sign it. I, I don't know. I have not even looked into that today. I, Alan Lazard, I, I, I got to admit, I, because the question was, well, why would Alan Lazard not sign? He wants more money. I mean, that's it. He wants more money. So he, he was looking for a better deal. He was hoping that somebody would match that. Uh, you know, it, um, apparently uh, Robert Tanyan picked him up from the airport and gave him a ride over to Lambeau. And uh, that's kind of what's going on. He's there to sign his deal. So that's great. All is right with the world. Maybe they'll work out. I, look, Alan Lazard has been solid. He's not great. He's not bad. He's been solid. He's not a 4-3 guy. He's not a big leaper when it comes to catching the ball at the apex. In, incredibly crisp route runner. And in my opinion, he's going to get, if indeed his season pans out the way it's expected, he wants the multi-year deal for millions, obviously, and if his season turns out that way, with Aaron Rodgers obviously looking to him more because of the lack of Devontae Adams, he's going to get it. He'll get the money. It'll happen. Now, is he going to get, you know, Devontae money? Or, hell no. But he he'll get paid. He'll get a multi year deal, and he'll be he'll be happy. I I just, I get that he he doesn't want to play under the the tender because it, it's if he gets hurt this year, then it can kind of screw you. I get that. Sometimes though, you got to bet on yourself. So come in, you sign your because obviously you don't want to lose three million bucks. Come in, sign your deal, see if you can't work something else out. And if you can, great. And if you can't, go out and prove yourself. Uh, Scott says the PGA has a lot of money for nonprofits uh, that a, a, at a minimum will push the PGA purses higher, which is a good thing. The LIV will get more and higher ranked players 
So working on an agreement may be a good thing for the future of the sport. I don't know if you're ever going to get those two to ever come together. Just my thought, I, I don't I don't I don't know if you're ever gonna give the those two sides, so to speak. Uh if you're gonna get them at the bargaining table to say, hey, we're gonna work this out so all these players can play both and get paid and I, I, I just I don't see that happening. The PGA on one hand has a lot of high ground, a lot of proof. They've got a lot of history. On the other hand, they also have these enormous television contracts. And the purses, while they do give a lot of money to charity, I agree with you 100% there, but they make a lot of money. And the purses aren't necessarily compensatory to with the, the, the television packages and some of the packages that these sponsors give to be a part of this for some of these players. And the players are basically saying, hey, it's time for us to get paid. So, yeah, they sold their soul to the devil. I get it. But they're getting paid, and they never have to look back, really. They'll go home at night. They'll learn. Now, unless you're, like, overwhelmingly interested in legacy, they'll go home at night, lay their heads on their mountain of money in their pillow, and they'll sleep. They'll sleep easy. No problem. They'll sleep easy. And I know, uh, you know, it's like uh, Capital Dave just says, well, they lost a lot of money in sponsorship investment. Yeah, but they're making a backup on the back end. Or on the front end, I should say. The back end isn't paying them anymore. That's okay. First of all, if you play well enough, you get enough notoriety, you're still going to get sponsorships in some way, shape, or form. And secondly, if you're making $4 million as opposed to two, and instead of getting 500000 in a sponsorship deal, you're actually coming out ahead because of the tour in which you're playing. So to them, it's kind of a wash. 877-867-1670. hit us up. Feel free. Give us a shout on a good Monday. Good Monday today. Stay tuned. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Hey, our friends at Quick Trip, uh, we are uh, a couple of weeks away. Can't believe it. Can't believe it. But uh, we are now less, less than uh, three weeks away from uh, the from July 3rd. Can you believe it? Less than three weeks away from July 3rd. Oh, my goodness. That being said, we're giving away a brand new car. The 2022 Chevy Camaro SS. Time is winding down for you to get into a Quick Trip. Maybe pick up a Pepsi product, Jack Link's product, get some extra registration for that. But uh, coming up on Sunday morning, d- July 3rd, we're giving it away at the Oosthof right before the NASCAR Quick Trip 250 gets underway at Road America. So get into Quick Trip, use that Quick Rewards card, use that number, punch it in, hit enter, you're good to go. And then if you grab an extra Pepsi product or some Jack Link's beef jerky, something like that, You can get some extra registrations, and who knows? Maybe you're one of the 10 finalists that are going to be invited to come on up to Elkhart Lakes Road America 
and possibly win that brand new 2022 Chevy Camaro SS. Cannot wait. Can't believe we're less than three weeks away. Less than three weeks away from the July 4th weekend, holiday weekend, the Quick Trip 250. And um, I, I don't know this for certain, Ben, but I think we are, are two weeks away from the summer solstice. I'm not the expert to know that as a fact, but... See, Google that real quick. Tell me when the summer solstice is. Uh, it's like the tw- like June 28th or something like that? Tuesday, June 21st. Eight days. Tuesday. Oh, so in eight days. That uh, it, it's that's. Don't get me wrong. We're just getting our summer underway, but that's depressing. That's the longest day of the year, right? That is. Hmm. Now the days start getting shorter, and it's just depressing. We just finally get to the point where we can go outside and sit outside without wearing a parka or a jacket or something, and then we uh, then then we're a week away. Oh. Sorry to be the big bucket of cold water on your summer at this point, but damn, that yeah, that's a little uh, that's a little disheartening. But hey, we got a lot of summer uh, left, a lot of heat coming. I can't wait. But uh, but yeah, I just I, that was we were talking about that yesterday, and they, I, I told it to some friends. I said, "Well, here you go," because we were out late, late or not out late, but up later. Say, man, it's still light out. I said, "I know." But the days are going to start getting shorter. No, not till the end of July. I said, no. I'm telling you, the end of June usually is when it uh, is the end of the summer solstice. Oh, my God. I know. Uh, this was from Rick. Rick says, uh, the split from the uh, PGA Tour with the LIV, it reminds me of when IndyCar split, and then they went to cart. Neither side won when it happened. Um, You're right. Cart ended up losing the most um, because ultimately that race league went under. But you're right it, when that's when they split, and I don't even know if you know people really remember this, but there was a racing league. Uh, Tony Tony George was the president at the time of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway and had a lot to do with the Indy Racing League and was also. As much as people liked Tony for being the, you know, the head of the Indianapolis 500 and some of the renovations and such that he had he had made, he was a guy that was also relatively full of himself and felt that everybody kind of needed to bow down and kiss the ring. So others said, no, we really don't. We're going to take, we're going to split. So they took some of the bigger names in racing and they made their own racing league. And CART became uh, as prevalent as IndyCar. And a lot of the American drivers or substantial drivers raced for CART at the time. They left. And then you had the influx of foreign drivers that began on the Indy circuit. Um, And then obviously CART fell apart. Uh, Their financing just began to unravel. And teams couldn't afford it anymore, and the sponsorships just simply weren't there. And then it all kind of, you know, went to hell in a handbasket. And then finally it came back to Indy racing. And, and I'll tell you this, it's just now. I Well, you go back maybe six, seven, eight years, IndyCar became, has started to become popular again. But this, this year, prior to COVID, uh, this year's 
probably come out with the biggest bang for your buck, so to speak, when it comes to IndyCar. And there was really, you're right, there was no winners in that. It divided the fan base. It divided the sponsorship money. There wasn't enough really for either. Indy held on just because it's Indy, because of the heritage and the and the history that was there. But uh, but I agree with you. It it just it fell by the wayside. Wasn't a good look at all. 877-867-1670. Um speaking of uh of foreign drivers, Mexican driver Daniel Suarez. Gets his first uh, NASCAR Cup Series win. Dominant win over the weekend. There you go. Just thought I'd throw it out there. As they were racing the road course. The wine course, if you will. Sonoma. Uh, Mark says, do you think the Brewers make a deal prior to the trade deadline? And prior to the All-Star break, if so, what are they looking for? Do they need more arms or a bat? I'm going to answer your question real quick. No. No. I Like we were talking about before, I think they stand – unless there's more injuries that are going to be devastating to the point um, that, that they're going to be to the point of lengthy – end of August, into September type of injuries where you really don't know. Otherwise, no. I think David Stearns is going to say, okay, I'm going to continue to dig and look and see if I can't uncover something. But I think for the most part, he's probably going to say, you know what? No, we're good. We're good right now. We'll be fine. Nothing to see here. Don't worry about it. 877-867-1670. You may disagree, but I'm not going to sit here and say, that I'm making a deal and I'm going to panic. You can always, look, if you can find somebody to upgrade, yeah, you make a deal. But do I think that he's actively seeking to make some big splash of a trade right now? I would be damn near shocked. I'd be shocked. Rick says, I think the uh, the Brewers are going to make a deal just to shake things up. You, uh, I would disagree. I would disagree. I, I don't think David Stearns is that guy. I don't think he makes a move just to shake things up. I think you do that if your team is completely foundering. Now, we'll wait and see how they continue to play, certainly. You know, if they're not playing good baseball, then absolutely. Maybe you go out and find a, a deal to be made over the next two weeks. But, no, I don't, I, don't, I don't think so. You got the Mets now. You're going into New York, getting that national exposure. No, I, I think right now you just kind of stand pat. you got a really good team you're about to face. If you take two out of three against the Mets, you could probably say, well, the train is back on the tracks. However, I, I, and I will make a side note to this, if you lose, let's say you get swept. Let's say worst case scenario, you get swept. And you don't bounce back because right after that, remember, you go to Cincinnati. Cincinnati's not a good baseball team. They figure out more ways to lose than they do win. They can hit, but they're 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 a travesty of a baseball team. So if they lose, say, three straight to the Mets, but go in and get healthy against Cincinnati, okay, all is not lost. If you say lose two out of three to the Mets, win two out of three to Cincinnati, not a bad way to go. Say you sweep the Mets and win two out of three against Cincinnati, well then you're not worrying about any of this. So over the next five, six games, before you go head to head with that four game series against St. Louis, this is going to be where you're going to figure out whether or not you're going to slide your finger a little bit more firmly over that panic button. You know what I mean? 
877-867-1670. Hit us up. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. This portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at Albanese's Roadhouse. Joey, he's got his Monday Night Bocce Ball League, Wednesday Night Bocce Ball League. They're fantastic. Had one quick drink, said hi to him over the weekend as well. Great place, packed. Filling it back up. Finally started getting some staff and help. But uh, if you know somebody that's looking for summer work, if you know somebody that's looking to do cooks, servers, bartenders, making some good money at that place because they get a lot of clientele in that joint. Same thing with uh, Gino and them downtown. Get all to our buddy jo- Joey over there at Albanese's Roadhouse right on Blue Mountain Road in Waukesha next to Menard. Stop in. Tell them we said hi. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Chris, uh, who listens to us every day, and West Alice said, uh, last week took your advice, went over to the Wrestling Taco. He said, fun time, fun place, then went over to Wednesday Night Live afterwards. Thanks for the heads up. Great people. That's our friends over at the Wrestling Taco. 84th Street, just south of uh, State Fair Park, right there in West Alice. And if you're uh, looking for just a good place to go, go grab some tacos, grab some burritos, good food. Kind of a cool place, Wrestling Taco. I mean, that name name alone tells you something cool happening. Stop in and say hi. And uh, they, they as well are looking for people. A lot of people uh, in the service industry still looking, although I will say it's starting to get better. I think uh, one of the uh, questions I asked my buddy, uh, Dan Della, uh, who owns Social House, and we stopped in. We're all over the place this weekend now that I think about it. Good God. Maybe I have a drinking problem. Uh, we stopped over there and we were talking to him and he said, yeah, it's starting to come back. He said, what's happening is, is people starting to realize that one inflation and it's costing a lot more to do things and you can't sit back on the unemployment. You can't sit back and just say, I've stockpiled my money during the pandemic. Uh, people are starting to go, boy, I need to make ends meet. And thus they're starting to come back out and say, you know, Hey, I need some part-time work, need some, need some things. So and considering that a lot of these places are paying more than ever, it's making it uh, plus tips. It's making it uh, it's making it better for the service industry. So it's starting to bounce back, but more so out of necessity than it is uh, people just wanting to have the the work ethic, so to speak. Uh, Craig Council, and I had mentioned this earlier, Christian Yelich over the last week, he's he just had a different approach at the plate. Craig Council's noticed it, and he likes what he sees from him, not just at the plate, but also at the plate in the leadoff spot. I, I do. He's swinging the bat well. He's having good at bats. He's hit some balls really hard. So I, I you know, you, the hope is is that when you do something like that, it's just a little change for him and a little kind of place to not, not start over, but reset and hopefully get a good feeling from it. And uh, so far, so good. So far, so good. He's absolutely right. Also, yesterday, all the runs coming with two strikes, believe it or not. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I'm trying to preach that in the dugout. Murph has a lot. It's just like keep going in these innings because they, it can happen with two outs. And and Willie had a really nice at-bat there. He fought off a really good change of the pitch before to just stay alive in the at-bat. So, you know, it matters. Uh, you, you, 
you know, offense hasn't been clicking. Um, things haven't been going well, but you get three outs in an inning, and we used them today. So Jason Alexander continues to, uh, well, for, to impress, for lack of a better term. He's done that a little bit here, but he, he has. He's he he makes he's made pitches when he's had to, and you know he's kept runs off the board, and you know he's gaining in confidence, and I, I, he pitches with a lot of poise. That's for sure. Not no situations are getting him rattled, and he's making pitches right now with men on base uh, for sure. It's also been a, a good stretch, a strong stretch uh, for Hobie Milner of the Brewers. I think it's it's always a part of it. The way Hobie's year worked last year, I, I don't think we gave him necessarily like he was the guy that was optioned up and down, and, and so he didn't get that opportunity. But he also got some feedback that he needed to be a little bit better, and he's been better. And I, I think he's you know solidifying himself and been very good against both lefties and righties, and has kind of figured out a way to to do that, um, especially against right-handers. Um, he, he's been very effective against them. The um, the chase for the record of most wins by a Brewers manager has been on for quite some time, believe it or not, uh, since we've talked. And, um, you know, finally, Craig Council ties Phil Garner for the most wins in franchise history. You know, this is the wee milestone for sure, and it's it's about players more than anything. And we've had some really, really good players that have done the heavy lifting and all that work. But certainly thankful to the people that have have given me the opportunity, and, and Mark and Doug Melvin, David, and then, you know, the, all the people that have allowed me to get better at the job, hopefully, the coaching staff and, and, and all the other, Carl Muller in the front office, guys like that, that, uh, you know, hopefully have helped me become better at this. But, but most of all, the hat tip goes to the players to me right now. They're the ones that do the heavy lifting every day. And, um, you know, I'm thankful that I've uh, been able to watch some great players play Brewer baseball. Um, also, you know, Council said, look, I, you know, obviously uh, to snap the losing streak, get the win, it was great. But it was a kind of a win where just everybody had a say in it. Probably extra good with, you know, when we haven't won for a while. So it, it, it feels good for sure. And a lot of guys did good things. Got a great effort from the bullpen today. You know, excellent innings from everybody. Hobie Milner's been outstanding here. Despite a bunch of losses in this stretch, he's been he's been absolutely outstanding. And it was really good today. And I thought the key to the game, really. Then what do they uh, expect, uh, you know, uh, you know, from Willie Adamas. I mean, they played extremely well. This is kind of what uh, you're hoping Willie gives you. You know, those days were coming. Uh, I, th- I think we knew that. You know, he he's got off to a slow start since he's been back on the from the IL. But those days are coming. He's too good a hitter for them not to not to come. But you know, still, it's he got two two huge hits and uh, drove in drove in three runs. So there you go, Craig Council. Yesterday, Brewers snapping a losing streak back into the win column. Coming up later on tonight. Going to be taking on the uh, New York Mets, uh, I should say tonight, uh, tomorrow. Uh, off day today, tomorrow night. Taking on the Mets in New York, 6-10, 6-10, and 6-10. All first pitch start times, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Then they go into the uh, Queen City of Cincinnati, and they're going to be taking on the Reds in a three-game series Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. All different start times for that uh, those weekend games, too. It's a 5-40, 3-10, and a 12-40 start time before the Brewers finally come back home and face the Cardinals for a four. And right after that, by the way, they get uh, they get some interleague play. They get three against Toronto, and then they go on the road for two against Tampa Bay. So the Brewers uh, extend it out a little bit. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877 
877-867-1670. If you want to find us, feel free again, 877-867-1670. Anthony says, uh, I think the Craig Council uh, was good to see. I think the Craig Council, good to see him get the win, but do you think he's in over his head when it comes to managing the pitching staff? Lately, the right moves have not been made. And I think he should have gone with a few more di- a few more different matchups rather than what was written down. I, I have no idea what the hell this email means. What is written down on what chart? Just, uh, just the analytics? Uh, you, what the hell are you talking about? I, I look at, put it, let me, let me, let me stop. Let me, let me not even read this because it's written so grammatically terribly anyway. Not that I'm perfect. Don't get me wrong, but this is awful. Uh, the bottom line is this. He's done a terrific job. You can disagree with certain moves that Craig Council. We've talked about this. You can disagree with certain moves that have been made. You can say at times maybe he's too quick to pull somebody or maybe at times that he he relies too much on one particular guy. If some guy he doesn't have it, you can see it. I can see it. We can all – but you let a guy pitch – whatever. Okay, I get all of that. But no, no, you're, you're – it this – because we look at football – Week in and week out, and we can react to games. We can react to situations. We can go back. We can live it over and over again. We live it for six days, and then we move on to the next day, to the next game. Baseball's not like that. Baseball, yesterday's yesterday. You move on. It's you, you, got, you play damn near every day. It is a long season. You want to cherish every game and every W. Don't get me wrong. But no, 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 no. You're, 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 you're reaching for something that isn't there. If you see consistently bad moves and they're, they're, they're winning games in spite of or losing games because of, then absolutely we can talk about it. But no, come on. Come on, man. Come on. Two down, two yet to go. Stay tuned. A whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up right after this. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe. 